excited too. It makes me look like I don't know what I'm doing. Welcome back to Equal Time Soccer, everybody. I'm Mark Pavratsky. I am here live with Katie Anderson. We're not. I'm. I'm at the Black Heart, just across. Uh, just across the interstate from Katie, I believe. Um, but we have someone with us who last year was an All NSIC forward, coming off a hat trick. Good timing. Full honesty, Katie. I hadn't even looked at that when I booked you for the interview. I wanted you on here anyway, but Katie just scored a banger of a hat trick over Augustana. Welcome, Katie Anderson of Concordia St. Paul. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Mark. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny how often that happens uh, that a player blesses us with good timing. Um, but yeah, I mean, not that you weren't having a good year already, but how good does that feel? You were coming off two kind of tough losses. Yeah. I mean, sure. and you're right with Augustana the standing. So just, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously the win's the biggest thing. Never hurts to score three goals. How do you feel after that? Yeah, for sure. Um, our team is like, we're buzzing right now because that was the first time CSP has beaten Augustana since 2012. Oh. So that was a big win for us. And just to kind of demolish them like four to one, like it felt really good. And from bench to field, like our players, like everyone was happy for each other. Like it was a good win. And I think it's a big turning point for us this season. Yeah. What were you feeling that got you three goals? Was it, I mean, was it service? Was it, you were just on it that down? What got you the three? Honestly, I remember going into the game thinking like, I'm just going to have fun, like stop, like, don't worry about the pressure. Like, let's just go in and play like we know how to play. And I think our front three, especially we just gelled together. And because we were assisting each other, the same three people, me and two other girls had every goal and every assist that game. And so like we were working really well together, I think. And I think we were just having fun. And that's what gave us the result at the end of the day. Yeah, it puts you in a good spot. You're right. I mean, we're going to talk about how tough it is in the middle of the NSIC, but that puts you one point above Augie, which we'll see at the end if that's the difference in some of these seeds or in the place in the playoffs. Um, but you are coming off, like I said, tough losses and maybe teams you wouldn't have expected to lose to um, in the last couple of years. St. Cloud, always competitive, but just missing out on the playoffs. This year, they are they have got it all figured out, it seems. Um what is it about their squad that is making them so successful this year? You know what? Um, I do remember that game. It was a tough one. I, in my opinion, we definitely should have won. And that comes with every loss that we've had so far. We were, I think, the better team and we were dominating the whole game. Mm -hmm. And I think St. Cloud, they do a really good job of playing together and from back line to forward. And they might get a little lucky, but I mean, they're in first right now. So obviously something they're doing is working but i honestly think um now that we're entering the middle towards the end of the season that there's going to be a big shift in some of the leaders right now going down and maybe some teams that are in the middle of the pack right now might be rising above so we'll see yeah it is a bit of how your strength of schedule lays out we talked about early in the conference season minnesota state mankato had a really tough non-conference and then they got about like the toughest in a way, I mean, it kind of works. They had all their tough games in a row. They played you guys. They played Bemidji. They, or they didn't play Bemidji yet, but they played, you know, tough squads. And then now they have a stretch of a bit more winnable games. So I think we, you know, they've suffered three losses or three draws. But I think, you know, you'll see them rack up points. And, yeah, we'll see um, how it shakes out. It is – we're starting to see the tiers we do. We tend to see the differences that – a couple teams have jumped up like Northern States always good, but they're like St. Cloud really holding it down. You know, yeah. you guys, 
you guys got a tough zero zero draw against them. Talk about Northern. Just what I mean, is it are they just getting good results and it happens to be that they're at the top of the table or what's different with them this year? Um, I think honestly, they are a lot better this year. I saw like they were working a lot better than usual and they really held it down in the defense. But honestly, I think if you look at the teams they're playing and especially a lot of the teams that are like top three right now, the games they've played, they still have like a lot of tough games to still like go against. And so we'll see, but I think we have a good shot of shooting above some of these teams that are looking like they're ahead of us right now. So it's still early days, but yeah, I remember that game was a tough game. Um, I think honestly it had to do with us like Concordia. I don't, I think it had anything to do with them. Um, mm -hmm. We just couldn't figure it out. We had way more opportunities and chances. And my coach liked to say that it was just a lacking quality in the final third. And I completely agree because we had yeah. so many more chances in them and we just couldn't put it in the back of the net. And so that's the difference between a three points and one point that we got. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, I mean, the reason it's impressive um, for St. Cloud State and, and to a degree Northern State to it's tough to make a step up in the tiers of the conference, both for the, the people who struggle to make the playoffs. It's really hard to build up to that next level where you expect to make the playoffs for you all who contend and you're always going to get a spot. You can still end up like last year, the seeds five through nine were within two points. So you ended up the eight seed. You could have been something like the four or five just as well, but because mm -hmm. you're the eight seed in the playoffs, you play Mankato and you're ended up and I mean, it's such fine margins. You end up having to play them twice in a row. You end the yep. season playing them where you're hoping to secure a seed, but it's a tough game. And then you get in, but as the eight seed and play them. So was that just a sour way to have to end last year? No, yeah, that was awful. And that just shows you how crucial every single point is in the season. And that's why we do not take tying lightly. And we know we need those two extra points whenever it's like a winnable game that we know we should have won. And so that's why we really try not to tie because that at the end of the day, like that could be the, like the difference of yeah. going to uh, Minot or Mankato or like an away game rather than hosting your own. And that's like huge. That's the difference between a win or a loss. If you have your fans behind you, I think that's a mm -hmm. huge advantage, but yeah. that was awful having to go play them back to back. <laughs> yeah. Lord knows. And if you drop a midget, you're going to be in snow every year they host games and every year uncharacteristically it snows it's not like we don't get snow but they get it's like every nsic tournament game gets dumped on so the baseball team has to come out and shovel it so well that's that's a place you don't want to draw either um this year's group relatively young i mean you have a lot of players with experience but you have a ton of first years or people who are first years playing 10 of them um, is the balance of the squad different or is it just, um, you know, you still have plenty of people like you who have years under your belt, but how does it affect your role having a team with all these youngsters? No, yeah, I think this is one of the first years where we have probably the deepest bench that I've ever seen, where we have two, three girls ready at every single position. And there's um, no doubt that I like I don't doubt any of the players can step in and play that role. So like anything with injuries like that, I'm not worried about it one bit because our freshmen are really talented this year and they fit right in. And then we have the four fifth years that um, make a huge impact in the starting lineup that we have so we have a good balance of both and now you see like we have a freshman starter that has stepped up huge and she got two of my assists 
and, or she assisted me twice for two of my goals. And it was just, it's huge for the team and that these girls are stepping up and they were not shy at all, which I feel like some years we have some freshmen and they're like, Oh, like I'm just a freshman, but no, we have a good group this year. And I think we go really well together and everyone's excited for each other, whether you're on the bench, whether you're on the field. And so it's really nice to see that. What is your, how do you see your role and how do you think, you know, you play out as being elite, obviously being there so long, being someone who contributes every year with goals and everything else. Um, what's your role on the team as a leader and as a, as a veteran? Um, well, I've been fortunate enough to be the captain for the last couple of years. And so I try to lead the team, specifically the offense, because my other captains are defenders. Um, but I go into every game with um, the pressure of, you know, it is my job to create goals, to let other people have chances, scoring opportunities. But I go into every game knowing that if I don't help in some way to score a goal, we will lose this game. Like it is the offense's job to win these games. And yes, the defense needs to like stop goals from going in. But like, I think it's um, a huge role for not only me, but the other forwards and attacking mids and stuff that we need to go in. And we like, if we don't score goals, we will not win this game. And so I think it's huge to let the incoming freshmen know that like, that's our first priority is that we need to look for a goal. We need to shoot at all times and we need to mm -hmm. like win the game early to relieve the defense of some of that pressure. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely like leading by your play on the field, at least a big part of it of like you and, and mentality of that urgency of like trying to teach them. That's how you're going to, that's how we have to be successful. Yeah. yeah definitely. And what is the goal? I mean, so you have, we said you're in a decent spot in the standings, a crowded spot um, just below the top few teams, a couple of them undefeated still, but you're three, three and two with six left. Um, the next three are all teams that are below you in the standings games. You'd hope, would be winnable, Southwest Minnesota State, you marry next weekend, and then, and then Minot, which is always tough, although they've been having a down year too. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts maybe on that. Maybe you'd have more insight after playing them. But um, what is the mental challenge when you're playing those games? Because I think part of it maybe is with a conference that has tiers of, of favorites and you have people where you assume you're going to get wins, is it just as big of a challenge to like be up for games you expect to win as when you're, you know, facing Augustana that you've never beaten? Oh, definitely. So I think in past years, my team specifically has struggled with these games where we know that we should easy be winning. Games, yeah. Yes, the easy games. I didn't want to say that, but yes, we yeah. all know that games you're going in where you have a much better record. We tend to shift our mentality sometimes like, oh, this is going to be like an easy win or something. And that's what kills yeah. us. So I think this year, the difference is we need to go into these games playing every single game like it's Mankato, like it's Bemidji. And mm -hmm. that's really going to help us um, succeed in that but yeah these next three games are crucial and it's going to make or break us in our record for sure because we need three wins off of that and so we need to go into every single game like it was against Augustana because obviously we got the results and now we know we're capable of getting that result against the best team so we mm -hmm. need to like keep the momentum going and we've had a great week at practice this week and so I think we're ready and it's going to be a good couple next games. Mm -hmm. Coming into the season what was the goal from you know, from the coaching staff, or I guess also maybe just for you personally, what was your goal for the team? Um, the goal every year for the team is to finish at top four, make it to host um, the NC or the NSIC tournament. 
and then to post play. That's always been our goal, no matter what, is mm-hmm. to um, go to like my 2019, my freshman year season. Yeah. We made it to a little bit of post play. And that is the goal every single year is to make it past our conference, go further, see how far we can get. Like we always say we want to play through Thanksgiving, like screw Thanksgiving, going home with your family. No, we want to <laughs> win. We want to succeed and see how far we can go as a team. And we know that we can make it happen if we set those goals early on in the season yeah. and we keep going on. I mean, Katie's not flying back to San Diego for Thanksgiving anyway. Do you get adopted into houses on Thanksgiving then, Katie, when you're here if you're not playing in postseason? You know, a lot of people do reach out, so I always have a place to say, but I will see my family sometime. We're gonna it's a good segue. We're gonna dig into a Minnesota versus California food in a little bit. I have to say the show is brought to you by Pence Homes. Whether you're buying or selling or looking to do projects in your current home, Nate and Lydia can help you find what you need. Need financing for your basement remodel or looking at a second bath or even a workspace now that you're working from home. Pence Homes and their preferred lender, Angie Shear with Luminant Financing, can help find the right financing tool for you. Go to PenceHomes.com or find them on social media at Pence Homes. I read that I'm just a full-on shell. I'm reading it in my Modest Brewing shirt. I'm learning how to point to it up here. But shout out to Modest, who has cool gear. And apparently people at the bar reminding me it's also Halloween themed. It's got the Reaper all over it. Don't know the significance of it, but cool gear from Modest. Um, appreciate your support. The parents have been drinking uh, tailgated modest gear. Uh, thanks to you guys. Um, I, I, we talked about it. I mentioned San Diego. How did you end up at Concordia from California, Katie? Oh, well, my head coach, Steve, found me. He came all the way to California for a tournament. And he found me, saw that I wasn't committed yet pretty late on in the recruiting process. And I think I was just looking for that right fit. And I always knew early on that I wanted to experience something new, you know, Mm -hmm. growing up in the same place for 18 years. I wanted to get out of the state and to see what else is out there. Mm -hmm. I didn't know I would go polar opposite of sunny San Diego to freezing cold Minnesota, but It worked out and hey, I'm a fifth year now and I chose this, so I obviously love it. And yeah, yeah so I'm really thankful for Steve to come out there and um, meet me. Did you, me. and what was your first reaction? I mean, like, have you, had you ever been to Minnesota? Um, nope, the uh, first time I was ever in Minnesota was my recruiting trip and it was in a February month. February, see, yep. you can't do the recruiting in February, come on, man. Well, <laughs> it still works. Fair. I had to experience the snow. Like if I came out in fall and I was not ready for the yeah. winter, that would have been an awful little surprise waiting for me. Oh, yeah. But no, it was great. I fell in love with the snow and the people and everything about the school, the soccer program. Like it just felt mm-hmm. like home away from home. And it was really nice. Was it your first time like seeing snow when it was February visit? Or what? That much snow for sure. Yeah. But a lot of people don't know that it snows in California. Like well, I can sure. drive. No, Not yeah. in San Diego, but yeah. No, yeah. But yeah, I grew up driving two hours um to yeah. see some snow but never that much yeah, like, yeah. it was that was a shocker for sure <laughs> where what surprised you most like and you've been here now so maybe what in terms of pleasant surprise or otherwise like what's been surprised based on not having any context from minnesota what did you picture minute what was it pop culture what was it what was a reference point like what did you imagine of minnesota for because like san diego i just you know i picture surfing i picture skateboarding i picture you know whatever like you know no yeah when i pictured minnesota having never been here before i definitely pictured you know 
12 months of winter, like snow, like freezing cold, like trekking. And I don't exactly know. Um, but yeah. I, I never heard of like the twin cities or you seen Mighty Ducks then. no, <laughs> <laughs> I actually watched miracle for the first time after I moved here. Felt you got like it, yeah. movie. But yeah. no, yeah, I had no idea that fall was so beautiful and yeah. that Minnesota summers are a huge thing here, like yeah, boating, yeah. cabins, all of that. And so yeah. there's a lot more than just snow and winter and yeah. seasonal depression, for yeah. sure. Yeah, <laughs> seasonal depression. That is real, though. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Yeah, the light is way more than the cold to me. The, the light going away is way worse. Yep. And also, I mean, it's the people I think are surprised how warm it is here, but it is also different for you because San Diego is warm. It's kind of like very pleasant though, compared to like the humidity we have is a, it's another thing. So yeah, that was another, that was really tough to get used to. San Diego to. doesn't have that. That's yeah, a no. More, <laughs> a little more temperate. Where do you get tacos then, Katie? Here? Where do you get tacos when you're in Minnesota then? I don't. That is the quick and short answer. Um, <laughs> I crave Mexican food every day and uh -huh. I wait until I go home, fly home to see my family to get any of that of my favorite foods. Tough for us to compete. I do. I do hamburguesas in the neighborhood. That's pretty, that's okay. It's, it's, okay. it's I, okay. I enjoy it for my, I only have a Minnesota palate. So it's, I, I could totally understand. I'm sure the hot dish game in San Diego is mediocre, you know, compared oh to Oh my goodness. The things you guys make up is insane. It Everything's, is you know, cream of mushroom soup and some, and some, you know, and some milk or something, you know, <laughs> not a lot, just some black pepper. Don't go too heavy on the seasoning, Katie. Um, <laughs> but you did, we mentioned your first year a little bit and it is, I mean, it's, I'm sure like you said, I mean, the whole goal is to be in the NCAA tournament. It's been a few years now. I'm wondering how the, then with the COVID years, it must feel even further back, but it, what a cool thing for you as a first year, you played a bunch, you scored goals. Um, and then, and you beat, uh, you beat Bemidji and Mankato that year, by the way, which yep. I think now that those are other streaks that you have to address. What are your memories of that first year? How long ago does it feel? <laughs> 2019. It feels like a long time ago, but I also remember it like it was just yesterday. Like I remember I'll talk about it on the team like, oh, you guys remember that? And no one was there. And I was like, oh, right. That happened a <laughs> while ago. But um, I think the biggest thing in that season for me was that last game um, against Mankato. It was the deciding factor if we were going to be uh, co-champs or like hold it first place. And mm -hmm. I just remember scoring that game winning goal. And at the time as a little freshman, I didn't realize what just happened and how like big that was, especially cause we never beat Mankato. Yeah. And like when I see like tears in my coach's eyes and the seniors coming up to uh, me, they're like crying. I didn't realize it. And now that I'm a super senior, I get it. Like that was a huge deal. And going to the NCAA tournament, how far we got, like mm -hmm. now I can see since my time's almost up here, like how crazy of an experience that is. And I wish that I would have realized and not take it for granted, but I do remember that yeah. feeling like it was yesterday. Are you the old veteran? Will you be the one kind of called upon to, to, to give that type of like veteran speech to the, to the, to the younger players when you're in like playoff times? Yeah, definitely. Um, me and my fellow captain Tori, she's also a fifth year. So she was there yeah. in the 2019 season and we both know like every we take every game like it is our last because it almost is so we definitely yeah. try to let the freshmen know like this your career will be gone in a blink of an eye so please take every game 
and really like enjoy it, enjoy playing with each other, enjoy the sisterhood that you've made. But yeah, we definitely try to hype up the team with that because we know what we're capable of and where we've been and where we want to go. So definitely. I just saw in your bio, you got the president scholarship freshman year. Are you a nerd, Katie? What's that? What's the scholarship? Um, yeah, I had a 4.3 in high school, but <laughs> Wait in GPA. yes, we did that in California, but, um, yeah, I mean, my parents always preached to me how important academics was for success. And so, um, not only was I just doing it for the grades, I actually really enjoy school, which is why I'm literally taking pre-calculus right now for fun. Oh God. I an extra class. That's terrible, Katie. That's terrible. So yes, I might be a little bit of a nerd, but it is what it is. <laughs> Pre-calc for an elective. Wow. That's, yeah, I'd say I'm impressed. That's Wow. Yeah. You can, I've got some paperwork. You can come help me with Katie if you want. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So what, and I mean, we talked about it a bit before we started recording, but so what are you, what are you studying? What are your plans to, to use that for in the near future? So for undergrad, um, I am studying exercise science for my bachelor's and then I have a minor in healthcare administration yeah. And then for grad school, I will be going for sonography to be a ultrasound technician. Oh, very cool. Awesome. Yes. That's cool. So you have to start like looking for what do you have to, you have to start looking for programs and like what taking entrance site tests or what's the next step for that this winter? Yeah. So I'm already planning on staying at Concordia because they have a really good sonography program. And so I'm taking prerequisites for that right now. And then um, this summer I'll take one of the, uh, entry exams that you need to take and then you get into the program it's a two-year program and then after that i'm adult time right cool <laughs> yeah yeah and well do you have another year are you planning to play another year no this is it this is my fifth yeah. year and final year so there you go we'll How, the, talk about the difference like in ages it is funny with people with a with a covid year and then certain individuals who had an injury too there can be like a six-year age gap now which when you're that age is always really noticeable i mean when i'm carting people at the bar they act offended I'm like no i'm 15 years older than you I, I, you look young what, what how does the cultural divide show up or like social divide like are they using slang you don't get katie what's it like you know, I think the biggest shocker is when one of our freshmen came in this year and she was 17 years old. Yeah. And I was like, there is no way I'm playing with a child right now. But <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, the, the freshmen fit in so well. And yeah, they might have their little quirks and they like stay in a little group together and they're funny. But no, yeah. we get along really well. And I think sometimes we forget our age gap, honestly, yeah. until someone brings up that they were like bo born in 04. And I was like, what now? Like, huh? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's definitely different. But I like some of my best friends on the team are freshmen. So we definitely all get along. They're the ones who have to teach you the TikToks. Oh yeah, and the dances, and the, oh, you you know that is a thing. I always see them on away trips. The freshmen will be doing some TikTok dances, and of I will just are. look at them and be like, "Wow, I hope you guys get famous one day." Yeah, vertical, vertical, limited dancing. That's that TikTok dancing, baby. Um, talk about okay. I I saw this at some point. I'm almost certain um, because we hyped this last week. A, a different rivalry, Moorhead and Crookston play for the Highway 75 rivalry rock. It is perhaps the best, you know, sports trophy. It is an amazing sports trophy, just a literal slab of granite and it's heavy as shit. I thought, <laughs> I thought, is it with BSU? Do you guys have, tell me, I could not find anything in social media, but I knew I saw it at some point, explain this rivalry. That, yeah. yeah. 
Yes. So we've had an ongoing rivalry with Bemidji and we play for Priam the pig. It's a full peggy pig trophy. Yeah. And it is called Priam because that is the um, initials of both of our head coaches kids. (laughs) So the pig is called Priam. That is dense. That is. Yes. So we actually play for this super heavy pig that we currently own because we beat them last year. It's in our locker room. Right when you walk in, you see it every single day you walk in our locker room. So we know. And yeah, it's been an ongoing rivalry. I don't even know when it started. It was before me. It's a big Uh deal. Uh And it's a huge deal that we got to keep the trophy this year because I guess that doesn't happen a lot. But Yeah, definitely. Wow. It's. I think they have a good friendship. Or the, the two head coaches. Uh huh. I mean, yeah, name it after their kids. Name. Wow. Shout out to the kids getting it, getting their. I mean, you know, that's the type of thing a kid would say, and then his friends would believe him. So it's it's kind of too distant to really, you know. But that's cool, and also to the teams. I know. I think you Concordia did maybe post something last year. That's probably when I saw it. You got to promote that, man. That's an amazing rivalry trophy. We, I likely will be at that game, I think, because I don't think I have to bartend that day. So that's like, you got a home game with them this year, right? Couple yes. Weeks. I think it's a 27th. We'll look at 27th, I believe, or it is. Yeah, 27th on Friday. Yes. So I should be there. So a couple, we'll do a couple quick hits on things of playing in the NSIC. And also, first, I want to ask you, do you know how many goals you have in your college career? Um, I don't know the exact number, but I'm close to breaking our CSP record. I do know that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it is 28 with the hat trick as is from my digging into the, to the, to the stats, Mm -hmm. um, remarkably consistent. The rates going up this year with that hat trick. Yeah. Eight goals, freshman year, seven goals, seven goals. Um, what's your favorite goal in college? Is it that NCAA clinching or the or the nsic clinching what's your you've had 28 so uh i yeah out of all of them i'm gonna say that is definitely the most memorable because i think that held the most weight behind it Mm -hmm. and um was the craziest and after that win my coach did bleach his hair because that was the bet that we made Love that. So he Love bleached that. his hair for that. And yeah, that has to be my favorite, especially just beating Mankato always feels so good. Like that is yeah. a feeling you cannot describe. You just <laughs> that. We should have had it this year, but hopefully we'll see them again in the um, NSIC tournament. She's hoping for it. I love it. I was, this, this brings it up. Who do you most want to beat in the NSIC? Mankato, 100%. There we go. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, now that, that's a little uh, bold support material for Bemidji State when they come. That she she said Mankato. She didn't think about you guys. So yeah, nope. bulletin board for the Beavers. Uh, <laughs> I love it. A lot of people say that. I get it. I get it. Um, and I'll, what's your favorite road trip? And it could be both. I mean, within the NSIC, I guess, where's your favorite place to play? And then maybe you've gotten to do some other like non-conference trips. I don't know if you ever got to go to California or anything somewhere warm. What What are your favorite trips you've had? Um, well, the most difficult trip every year is actually happening next week, and that's on the road to Minot. That is terrible. Nine yeah, eight hours. hours. Plus How many hours is it? It's nine. Nine? Yes. Yeah. So that is awful. But honestly, this year it's a little better because my whole entire team has invested in these dog carriers for buses. And so they put themselves in these little dog carriers and they just cuddle up and they can just sleep wait, the whole trip now. Wait, wait, okay. Um, <laughs> we, they, they get into a dog carrier. 
Yeah, so on Amazon, they have these huge dog carrier things. Oh, like people oh, use it for the bus in like New York or whatever, or the, the subway in like New York City and stuff? Like, yeah, to carry yeah I, I guess. Like it's for pets, but the girls buy them for themselves to make a trip more comfortable. Kind of like a thunderbolt, like they're wrapped up tight to just like snuggle in and be bundled like a baby. Oh, no, yeah. So it clips behind the seat. So you're in the seat and you're in like this cocoon thing. What? It is the funniest thing ever, but at least 10 girls on my team have it now. Oh, my so God. I've never – okay, yeah. Well, okay, I never make clips, but this is going to have to be a clip. Uh, that's – I don't even – have you tried it? Are you intrigued? I haven't, but everyone around me has it, and I think it is hilarious. So I'll have like, to send you like a picture. It's like an adult baby Bjorn. They're, like, attaching yes. to a seat. I, I don't know how it affects circulation. I mean, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm really intrigued by that. We might need to see maybe an Instagram post of a picture of that. For sure. I'll um, get on that. It's like a little mini hammock. Basically. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, wow. Okay. Yeah, I love that. Um, what do you guys, do you, I mean, you probably don't watch stuff together. I'm old enough that we'd be like watching DVDs on the bus and stuff. Do you, but what is your favorite thing to binge? Or do you guys end up like binging the same things together on the bus? Um, no, yeah. So we always rotate which class or which grade will bring the DVDs for that trip. You do use DVDs. I love yes. it. Yes. So we on the bus will play it on the screens. And I think my least favorite was one trip we binged all of the Harry Potters. That was awful. Not a fan. Not a fan of that for nine hours. I think that's when we went to Minot, but that was awful. Um, but now they're getting better this year. I think my coaches brought Shrek last trip. Um, okay. Some Mean Girls that was played. Like, Girls. yeah. So some classics, and we'll vote on it too. My coach will hold up like which ones we want to watch for that trip, and we'll all vote. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Sometimes I mean, it honestly is kind of a team bonding thing, and then people can tune out and do their own stuff if they want. But yeah. some people really do. When I ask players, they're like, "No, we don't watch anything together. We all like we're on our phones, or and or like you know." Katie's probably doing homework most of the time. I mean, I'm uh, no, we have a lot of studious girls on the team. And yeah. so we will be doing homework or a lot of times we'll all get together and we'll watch our football team online if they're on the Yeah, way. yeah. Right on. Who's your favorite soccer player? Ooh, um, I really like Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Okay, dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> when he came over and Katie, played in the U.S. You should have said Katie likes Zlatan. <laughs> Mark says, Katie says she likes Latin. Yeah. Talking the third person and out of deference to him. <laughs> but no, yeah, I really liked watching him because he's, you know, big, tall forward, just like I am. And so like, we're not the typical, like tiny little messy types, but he got results and he scored a lot of goals. And so I liked watching him a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I mean, it's he was really fun when he was in MLS and it, I mean it was great like people were like oh he's, he's washed up he's just doing an MLS then he went back to Europe and was still playing as like a 41 year old so yeah. very entertaining and the goals like the first game he played in MLS he scored like a goal from half you know like he's just no biggie like he has it yeah this crazy like karate kick dude yeah for sure who what about like if you uh like on the women's national team do you have a favorite player on that on their team before, like growing up, it was always Abby Wambach for sure. the same reason. Yeah. But now, um, obviously, I really like Alex Morgan because she is now a part of San Diego Wave. Yeah. And so that's huge. And I know my dad tells me all the time, you need to try out for San Diego Wave, play with Alex Morgan. I was like, okay. <laughs> You're like, I agree. I mean, I agree. I'd like to be on San Diego Wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd be great. But yeah, she's amazing as always. And like, uh -huh. she's absolutely insane to watch. 
Hey, well, don't, Katie, I mean, you can put, uh, you know, taking care of children and mothers on hold. I mean, Jenny Vetter from Mankato was training with the Houston Dash last summer and she's playing pro in Portugal. So look, I mean, very true. You know, don't look the other way. Yeah, San Diego Wave. Well, maybe they'll be watching. Um, but yeah, that is fun. NWSL playoffs coming up here at the Black Heart soon. Um, but yeah, oh, Katie, we really appreciate your time. I want to hype these last couple games that you have coming up. So this Sunday, 1 p.m., Concordia is at Southwest Minnesota State. That's really big. Um, we'll probably we'll be in the Black Heart playing some different um, games that day on the different because there's really not any men's club soccer. So we'll turn up some NSIC for people in the Twin Cities coming up later this month. Like I said, 27th of October, home versus Bemidji State on a Friday. That's the last chance for you to see them that and Sunday against Crookston. Hopefully, though. You're going to be a top four seed in the, in the NSIC playoffs. You're going to be hosting the game. And uh, we'll stay tuned. Appreciate your time. Thank you, Katie. Thank you.